Writer, producer, and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza recently dropped what some are calling a groundbreaking documentary about the 2020 presidential election. Many of you have questions about that election. I know we have questions about that election. We've talked about it. We've talked about the anomalies in that election. And in this documentary, he highlights a lot of that stuff. And what is presented is very crazy, raises even more questions, and makes it seem like things didn't go the way we are all told to believe they went. That's the most, I guess, politically correct way I could say it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the documentary a little bit. Um we're also going to explore some of the past theories and things that we've talked about in terms of the 2020 election. And then after that, we're going to get into a segment about the crazy, groundbreaking, bombshell report that Politico dropped that a draft of an opinion from Justice Alito seems to suggest that Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. Uh, we're going to talk about the left melting down over this, but we're also going to talk about the cultural ramifications of this. We're also going to talk about why so many people on the right are happy about Roe versus Wade potentially being overturned and what that means for society and culture, community, family at large. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? I'm K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. You can follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, you could go to our website, donate an amount of your choosing. That's hangingwithapes.com. And if you know somebody that is interested in the things that we talk about, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So um, while everybody, while the world was watching the, the fight that took place this weekend, I was... Started, I didn't finish it on that night, but I started to watch the Dinesh D'Souza virtual premiere of 2000 Mules. And I got that night, I would say I got maybe about half an hour through it. I was taken back. I was, my mind was blown. It was crazy. And then the following day on Mother's Day, um, I actually watched it with my mom and dad and we watched the whole thing all the way through and their minds were blown yeah. and taken back and um it's crazy it's crazy so 
you and I, we covered the election very well. Like when, when everything was going on, the, the presidential trail, the campaign trail up to the presidential election and past that, we thought that there was a lot of anomalies. There were a lot of anomalies. Um, this documentary does such a good job detailing all of those anomalies. And what's so great about the documentary, Dinesh D'Souza doesn't go in it assuming anything. He goes in it very objectively. And before he goes in it, which is like one of the more, I would say, pivotal parts of the documentary, he sits down with a bunch of other conservative commentators, people that we're familiar with, people that I'm sure our listeners are familiar with, Larry Elder. Dennis Prager, Charlie Kirk, Sebastian Gorka, this other guy I'm not familiar with his work, but I've seen him before. I forgot his name. And he asked them, like, it, it was so dope. It was just like, it, it, it was like, it reminded me of like the the King Arthur's Knights at the round table. Like he's he sits down and he's asking them, what do you think about the 2020 presidential election? Yeah. And uh, surprisingly... Uh, I guess not so surprisingly, but Dennis Prager, he answers that he's agnostic about the issue. So taking the very like soft road, like, I don't know what happened, whatever. Larry Elder kind of takes that approach too. Is like, oh, well, there's not enough evidence out there. There's not enough proof to make any, any claims or whatever. And a lot of people have taken that. Charlie Kirk, he's more of... I would say our perspective, his perspective is, well, there's a lot of weird things that happen and a lot of people feel that way, but nobody has really been able to put it together. That's sort of his perspective, yeah. which I think we've very much displayed that perspective on the show. Yeah. I would say we've acknowledged that a lot of shit makes no sense. Yeah. And so there has to be answers to that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then Sebastian Gorka, he is sort of, he sort of shares our perspective, but he's a little bit more extreme in the sense that he sort of says it more with certainty that he doesn't believe Biden really won. Uh, but he's said a lot of the, he says a lot of the same arguments that we've made as far as like Trump campaigned, Biden didn't. You know, Trump got this is the one of the arguments that I've used a lot. Trump, despite the 24 seven news cycle bashing Trump, he actually gained in voters than more voters than he had four years ago or four years prior. Rather, Sebastian Gorka echoes a lot of that same stuff. So we start to get into the meat and potatoes of the actual documentary. And what Dinesh does is he doesn't go very much in depth whether or not the ballots that are being dropped off that are being mailed are legit or not even though that could be a whole documentary in itself you and i covered that a lot during the the campaign trail of of, of 2020 how people were get, documenting on twitter that they're living in one state, but they're getting a ballot, a mail-in ballot for a state that they used to live in. Yeah. 
So anybody that lives in that house could send that ballot in along with theirs and nobody would be the wiser because the person doesn't even live in that state anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, so that could be a whole documentary in and of itself. Dinesh doesn't go that deep, which in an investigation, I think that's the wise thing to do because rather than try to grasp at so much and not be able to contain anything, yeah, just go for something small, precise, and minimal but lock it up. So the position that he takes in this documentary is that regardless as to whether or not the ballots that you see these mules dropping off are legit ballots or not, what we're going with is the idea that voting laws have been broken because in no state does it allow that. Every state, you're the only person that's supposed to handle your ballot is you or a family member. Like if you have a sick mom or something, you're going to take your mail-in ballot along with hers. Yes. There is no reason, though, according to the law, technically, there is no reason that anybody should have more than their, their ballot plus maybe a few family members, let mm. alone go to multiple ballot boxes so what they have here is they they what they did is they got geo tracking technology from people's phones and then the geo tracking technology they backed it up by surveillance camera footage so you see one guy get out drop off five six ballots go to another uh uh drop box another five or six ballots go to another and day after day after day then what else do you see? Wow. You see them dropping off the ballots and then as it gets closer and closer to the election because polls are changing, you don't know what's going on. Now, as they drop off ballots, you see that they start to take pictures of the ballot box. So not only are you dropping off multiple ballots, why are you taking a picture of the ballot? What what comes to mind if somebody is taking a picture of the ballot box that they just dropped off ballots? Why? What? what I, like... Why are you taking them? Are you sharing them with someone? No, they're, they need confirmation to get paid. Oh, that too, yeah. But like to me, it's like if you're sharing it with someone, like the way I would perceive that is you're trying to show someone where something is, which means that you're bringing ballots that are not yours. You're taking a picture for what? Either, either for validation or for, oh, I, another guy that's doing the same thing. And must know where it's at and how it looks and where. So, so the criteria that they used in the investigation is people that have gone to 10 ballot boxes on top of going to multiple what they call stash houses. These stash houses are places where ballots were held. So yeah. it's like these are, these are these places that have all of these ballots. And then from these stash houses, the ballots are given. Yeah. To, to drop off. So now these are either ballots, like for instance, uh, that that uh, like certain campaigners uh, gathered or, or or whatever the case. So the stash house thing could be a whole nother documentary in and of itself, but he doesn't get into that that much. This whole thing is about these mules that are dropping off all of these ballots. What another thing that the investigation has determined is that a lot of these mules were also involved in a lot of the BLM and Tifa riots 
that were going on. So now what he's establishing in the documentary is not only do these people have a financial incentive to do what they're doing, they also have an ideological incentive to do what they're doing. So I'm going to play a, I'm going to play a small clip from, from that. And what this clip is, is going to display is after the investigation is conducted he asks a pivotal question and this is why a documentary like this is so important and 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 why it's so responsible with how precise he is because he says well listen i don't know if all of this is was enough to tip the scales so let's do the numbers and see if it would have made a difference and this is where things get kind of wild. So I'm gonna play the clip, and then you and I could, you know, get into a, a little bit of a of a back and forth about it. Okay. Thirty thousand illegally trafficked votes, far more than the twelve thousand vote difference between Trump and Biden. So Georgia, with sixteen electoral votes, moves over into the Trump column. In Arizona, the numbers are roughly the same. 200 mules, averaging 20 drop box visits and five illegal ballots per drop. That's 20,000 illegal votes. Again, these illegal votes are substantially more than the 10,000 vote margin that gave the state's 11 electoral votes to Biden. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania alone, 1,100 mules. Averaging 50 drop box visits and five ballots per visit, that's 275,000 illegal votes, again comfortably exceeding the 80,000 vote margin between Trump and Biden. So Pennsylvania's 20 electoral votes goes for Trump. So at that point, what the electoral count is, it would be 279 for Trump, 259 for Biden, which you need 270 to win the presidency. So it kind of, con- or it, it, it very much confirms a lot of what people felt about the 2020 election. Um, granted, our... Is the mainstream media going to talk about this? No. Is, you know, who's, who's going to talk about this? Biden's not going to investigate it, obviously. No, hell no. The, the FBI, they're not going to do anything about it. The DOJ is not going to do anything about it. Um, and you know what happens when they don't do anything about it, right? Talk conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. And so as a journalist, this is a time, oh, is this true? Let me do my own research. Exactly. Let me do my own research and let me see. And, and you'll see that, oh, well, maybe there is some truth to it or maybe there's not. Exactly. But you don't have that when it comes to the news. And I and I think that's where a lot of people that watch this, that's where they're, where they're at and what they feel is like, well, what will be the recourse? Because my thing is, Let's say like this is all like he, he made a mistake in the investigation and this is not accurate information. Well, I would like that to be confirmed. You know yes. what I'm saying? Rather than these mainstream media outlets that now you're starting to see as this movie has gained traction, 
they're they're starting to deploy their fact checkers. Oh, this is not true. That's not true. Even though usually the fact checkers themselves are not right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's remember that these are these are the same people that work for the <laughs> networks that said while a, a department store was in the back burning that it's a mostly peaceful protest. And time and time again, it's like you censor, censor, censor. We're all conspiracy theorists, but then the conspiracy theorists end up being the the real fact checkers. Like, well, that's kind of weird. I thought it was it was a conspiracy theory a week ago, and now it's real, and it's the truth now. So, um, just like we talked about Bill Maher a few weeks ago, how he's like that he had that Epstein joke. Yeah, but it's like, well, that was a conspiracy theory. It's not supposed to be true. Exactly. <laughs> and dude's not supposed to, quote unquote, commit suicide. It's like, uh, well, I don't know. You have created a culture where we don't trust you. And so the best way to to confirm is, well, let's see if journalists actually do their research, you know? Because on the right, You've had people like I. I'm surprised Crowder didn't get as much traction. Well, his shit got deleted from YouTube. Yeah, when he did his research on some of the places where the the people that quote unquote voted were from, like the, the thing with the middle Crowder's of a highway, though, right? What, the thing with Crowder's this? though is nothing to the scale of of this. Of this yes, but still pretty damning. Like. Abandoned warehouses? Like, who's living here? Why are they voting from here? But the fact that YouTube was like, nope, we're taking that video off. Like, what does... Why? <laughs> if this guy did his research and this is his show, he should, you know, let the quote-unquote fact checkers say that. So so it's it's a real weird situation where you don't really... Or you really can't trust what you see in front of you yeah. on the television because it's all a show and it's all whatever narrative, you know, it is f- at the moment for whoever owns the news stations. Just like that one video that has like a thousand newscasters saying the same yeah. exact thing. It's like, wait a minute. This is a written statement that was given to all these people people that tell the news these news anchors like that is a wild notion to think about like someone was given a written statement to say in all these channels in every state like what 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 does that tell you and so this is why the rise of of alternative sources like podcasts joe rogan the daily wire blaze like, how much of a meltdown will the left-wing media go into if Dinesh D'Souza this week went on Joe Rogan to talk about oh. <laughs> Joe Rogan, 2,000 mules? They're going to try and find another racist clip from Joe Rogan that doesn't exist anymore because y'all tried. And uh, another thing that I, I'd like to talk about as far as this subject is... We've talked about this before. I've actually pulled this article and referenced it on on the show before. But uh, this is an article from BBC uh, called Vote Rigging, How to Spot the Telltale Signs. And 
all of the telltale signs that this article talks about were all present in the 2020 election. Too many voters, high turnout in specific areas, large number of invalid votes, more votes than ballot papers issued, results that don't match, delay in announcing results. Yeah. All of that stuff was present in the 2020 election. Um, when you get a chance, send me that too, because I had lost that article. Yeah, when we had talked about it uh, way before. Yeah, and uh, what's interesting about it is the documentary. It only covers the states of Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Those are the only places that that the that the documentary covers. So nobody who knows what the hell else was going on in other states. And it's laxed. And it's laxed if you're talking like if you actually got people from different districts, like let's say urban districts like Chicago, Cook County, what are you going to find? Because I'll tell you right now. Family members that went to vote, that all they were asked was, what's your first and last name? No ID. No ID, no nothing. How <laughs> are they voting? How? That makes no sense. That would mean that, would mean that someone who is not a citizen yeah. can go up and be like, I'm Rx Phonics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, okay, cool. Here, just uh, go vote over there. And then imagine you, somebody out there is keeping a tally like that works at, at, uh, at some hospital or the morgue or, or somewhere where they're able to get information about people that have passed away. Yes. Before you know it, within the next year or so or within the next four years between now and the next presidential election, they have a list of thousands and thousands of people that have passed away. And now you know, okay, well, we could get this many illegals Pay them a few dollars to go and and say that they're this person. These motherfuckers don't check for IDs, and now our candidate, the person we want to win, has that many thousand more votes. Yeah, but obviously this is a a place where the person who leaked Roe v. Wade has. How, we don't know. How do we not know that? Where's the journalist for that? Right. That leaked that. Where's the journalist for the people? Even on January sixth, like the. There was that pipe bomb situation. Why don't we? Why don't we know the name of that person? We know the names of other people. We don't know the name of that person. Why is there videos of guys opening in January sixth the doors, letting them in? Yeah, letting them in. But then they're looking up, and and like they're like signaling, and then the door opens. How come we? Who is that? Who yeah. is that guy? We know all these other people. Who is that guy though? And so you start realizing like, well, this is a little weird. And and what I'm saying sounds like some conspiracy theory shit, but because we live in an age where technology has caught up yeah. to like be part of everyday life. Like, no, there is videos. There's videos for this stuff. And and, and I mean <laughs> there's no answers. There's no real journalism happening. And so Again, you, you, you're you stuck in a situation where you really don't know. Like when we talk about this stuff, when we've talked about the election, how weird it was, I mean, it's it's borderline 
like we don't we can't make sense of it but what outlet do we have that's really looking into it though then that's the problem and so when he talks about oh well this this uh these many people grab this grab that this this amount of ballots and then went to take them to this place that makes a lot of sense to me because a lot of people don't give a fuck about voting right but now if you go and you send people as oh yeah well, your vote account just give me the ballot because your lazy ass can't get the fuck out of the house and go vote exactly because it's you know it's not it's an important election and he addresses that in the documentary also he's like you know the whole virus thing it presented a very unique opportunity for the left because it's one of those things like they almost know that their their base their voters they don't care that much about this shit and so it's like well they saw it as an opportunity because they don't care that much about this shit and the virus has presented the opportunity to have all of this mail-in voting, we could vote for them and handle the vote for them and, and all of this stuff. Yeah. And then the documentary does go into some other stuff about how there were certain reports that the mainstream media, of course, didn't cover. Where like people that didn't have the mental capacity that were like in nursing homes ended up having like record that they voted and their family members are like, well, how did this person vote? My mom or my grandma or who, you know, the fat, the person that's being cared for, how did they vote if they don't even have the capacity yeah. to vote? It, it's important to have a small scope when doing something like this yeah. a documentary, because this is what can create legislative opportunities. Yeah. Oh, this is small. This is on a smaller scale, but now we can make laws well, to prevent this from happening. And, and you know, it's crazy you said that because I I tweeted about that uh, after I watched that documentary. I had tweeted and uh, it got a lot of traction, and and it's true. I I totally understand why this tweet would get traction. I said after watching Two Thousand Mules and understanding that the Sleepy Joe voting rights bill would have made what you see in that documentary occur nationwide. I can't help but regard Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema as national heroes. Great job, Dinesh D'Souza. And it's true. Dude, the stuff that you see in that documentary, in these five states, but primarily in, in those certain counties in those five states, the counties that cover the Phoenix area, the counties that cover... The, the Atlanta area, the co the counties that cover the Milwaukee area, the counties that cover the Philadelphia area, and the counties that cover the Detroit area. What the shit that popped off there, they wanted to make that nationwide. The right would have never won an election again in history. No, hell no. That would have been it. So <laughs> yeah, just seeing this alone, the documentary, it's like and 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 when we were watching, my dad pointed that out. He's like, "Well, you know, it's crazy, but the idea is there's not a lot we could do about that now. But it, what could we do in the future?" And what I was telling him is like, "Well, that was that's the greatness of that voting rights bill not passing. Not only that, but Georgia, they they worked on their election laws. Arizona." Yes. They worked on their election laws. Right now, Wisconsin is being audited up the wazoo 
when it comes to that. So right there, that in and of itself is it's good. important. Yeah. If there's another, if there's a, a midterm and we see the red wave that that we expect to see, they're gonna tighten that shit up even more. Yes, it's you have to do it. Right. Like in Georgia, they're saying that was racist because you're taking all these voting polls away. No, 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 no. We're controlling the capacity of where this shit goes through. The flow, exactly. Because you can surveil this a lot more. The, the efficiency. You might Have you heard cheated. of it? You cheated. So, yeah, we're going to watch you now. Like, yes. sorry, like, you don't like that. You want to be able to do whatever you want to do. And that Dropbox shit, nah, nah. But that less drop boxes and more surveillance of the drop boxes yes that's that's what needs to be done I honestly i don't even rock with that shit like to begin with like vote in person yeah. like you know what i'm saying yeah voter or don't like to me it's easy voter don't vote like it's so i makes it more efficient i mean if, if you have an, uh, an, a situation in which you can't i mean it's understandable, but w- one vote, you know. So, but again, if if there is a certain situation in which you're in, I could see it. I could see the argument for it, but the way it transpired that 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 year, that day, nah, that shit is out of whack, out of order, wild as fuck. Like you guys literally got foot soldiers everywhere to like basically rig this shit. And and then there's really like again no recourse because it took a guy who's more on the right side to to look at that and be like oh what what's that what's this what's this let me point mm-hmm. this let me point that let me point this oh yeah also that look at all these states look at the surveillance cameras look at the cell phone data look at oh shit so when you start seeing that it's like you're giving the playbook to the right to be able to be like okay now you see what you guys are on yeah that that's good because at the end of the day it's not about right or left when it comes to uh voting and like the the, the it's it's more what's fair and what's some legit shit like the rest of the shit that doesn't matter like the virus should never have been a situation in which oh now we're gonna fucking expand this shit the bill back better bill should not have had all that stuff being pushed yeah but they knew what they were on and so again if the red wave comes they better come with some good legislative shit to back them moving forward for this those next two years some some good footwork when it comes to that because Obviously, you see the type of games the left is playing when it comes to that. Yeah, and uh, it it was great. It it was a very interesting documentary. I recommend anybody that has any questions about what happened during the 2020 election, watch it. I have a question, though. Uh Uh-huh. Do you feel that this abortion stuff, the Roe v. Wade situation, do you feel like that? And especially speaking about the red wave, do you think that that was done on purpose, leaked on purpose to 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 kind of like uh, embolden the left a little bit more, get them a little bit more paying attention? No, I, I think that whoever did it did it for like ideological reasons, like they were so 
upset at the idea that it's just like, oh, well, the world has to know, even though the world would have known eventually anyway, but it says <laughs> they got to know sooner uh, so y'all could get y'all abortions quick because he, time's running out. Uh, Kill that baby! <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know. There, and, and there's actually been a few different reports on the leaker. There's actually one report that that the person that leaked it was actually a, a Republican. I don't know like why they they would. I don't think so. Who really knows? I really don't see like what it matters. I mean, obviously leaking that's not cool because like that's not your place to announce yeah. that. Not only that, but now like there's all of this preemptive backlash on these judges. When they're just doing their job, you yeah. know, and uh, they're basing it on the Constitution and their opinion of, of or their interpretation, rather, of the Constitution. So you're just creating a lot of like unnecessary um, uh, heat and, and, and chaos. Not only that, but for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So... Now, what you're getting is for as much as people are protesting and standing outside of the, the houses of the judges and harassing them and threatening them and everything like that, you got the conservative right. They're starting to really go more and more extreme on the <laughs> other side to the point where like they're talking about they want to get rid of like birth control and what? all of that stuff. What was that Louisiana one I was telling you about? I was like, holy shit, Louisiana wants to basically make abortions be homicide. Yeah. Like, I was like, damn, that's really. Like, I don't know. I haven't heard that argument or that, that stance. Well, I, I mean, I could, I, I haven't seen it late legislatively, but I could understand that stance. And we're going to get into that, like, in, in this segment now anyway. But. If you believe that that baby, even though it's inside the woman's body, but it's it is its own entity, if you believe that is true, well then I guess yeah, like I logically could see how you could come to the conclusion that you think that aborting it would be like homicide because yeah. would it not be homicide if the baby is out of the woman? It's considered homicide, yeah. right? Yeah. So are you telling me the only difference is that it's inside versus outside? That's that's the only difference. So yeah. inside, not homicide, outside, yeah. homicide. Yeah, that that's so like in theory in theory, if like a woman wanted to kill me, she could like stuff my whole body inside <laughs> inside <laughs> inside of her and I'm just like my whole body is stuffed inside and then if she and outs they br- me they bring the little vacuum in if she outs me while I'm inside of her it's, I, she's good she's yeah. not homicide but if she stabbed me while I, I was you know what I'm saying the legalities they really <laughs> they really sue her but but that's that essentially the 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 same argument yeah um it's interesting it's interesting yeah. Um, so as we get into the segment, I want to play this Anna Kasparian meltdown that I sent you. <laughs> now, why why this meltdown? It's funny, but it, why I also find it important 
is because she's not making a whole lot of sense in what she's saying. So in here, she's arguing at the Democrats. She's like, they couldn't even get a voting rights bill passed. They don't care about you. Cause granted, she's like very like, she's like radical left. She's very yeah. progressive left. She's mad at the more like establishment Democrats, if you will. Uh, even though a lot of them are very radical left too, but you know, a lot more establishment than she is. She's mad about that. She's like, but what are they supposed to do? So now they got to have kids, this and that. But like, I don't know, uh, responsibility. Have you heard of it? Like yeah. there's, there's, there's such a thing. So I'm going to play the clip. Uh, I got to play it off of rumble. Rumble always has a bunch of ads. So if there is an ad for the listeners, bear with, I hope there's not because <laughs> their ads, their ads are horrible. We don't even have paid family leave. We don't even have affordable childcare in this freaking country. Okay, and the people who fight against those kinds of laws are Republicans. And yet... What do you want them to do with their kids when they have to go to work? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? I want them to answer that freaking question. Answer the question. Journalists, ask them the question. Ask them. Ask them. Isn't it amazing? God ask them. The goddamn question. God. Isn't, isn't it amazing that not one Democrat has shown 1% of the passion that Anna has today? They don't care. They They're don't fine. care. They're they don't fine. Care. They're all so old. They don't even have to worry about it affecting them. And if they're young enough where it would affect them, they'll get their abortion. They're going to okay? fly to they're Paris. They're trading individual stocks, enriching themselves. They're good. They're good. They don't care about you. Make sure you understand that and you feel it in your bones. They don't care about you at all. All of that fundraising, all of that canvassing, all of that hard work on the ground, they can't even get a voting rights bill passed. They're losers. Trisha Briggs writes in, thank you, Anna, for communicating this momentous injustice and the rape. What's dude's name? Chank? Chank Uger. Chank Uger, yeah. Like, what a what an amazing fluff job. Like, if she had a full-blown dick, dude would have had a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was such a... His, his addition to the whole thing, I'm like, God damn. Thank God she's not a transgender woman because you'd have that whole thing down your throat. <laughs> it's like, no. shut up, dude. No, you guys are extreme, and you really thought... And it's crazy because how bad... It felt when Biden won because it, it felt not right when we've already spoken about why it didn't feel so right. And then they had everything. And the and the extreme left still lost. Like you have taken so many L's, but you've had every you've had you've had it all. Yeah. Well, this particular L though. Don, that's that's Donnie T because cause, I know because of Gorsuch, oh, Kavanaugh, yeah. and Amy Coney Barrett. Hey, <laughs> but like to me, this <laughs> this is like the little cherry on top. But that that's like a crazy ass like from the grave type <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so so I I have a few questions. Uh, yeah, and I think I think they're. they're for us to continue this conversation, they're important to ask. Now, yeah. 
the first question and I'm very eager to hear your answer. Actually, I wish all of our friends were in the room for everybody to give their individual answer, but that's not the case. This, this is our show, so I'm going to ask you on air. I'll ask them eventually. What do you make of the argument, and you hear this a lot from men, the argument that I don't have a uterus, so I don't have an opinion when it comes to abortion. What do you make of that argument? Are you an intellectual human being? Do you, Are you capable of critical thinking? What the fuck? That's great. That, that, that's that, that's no. my argument too. It's like, the equivalent of that is like saying, well, if you see, if you see a kid getting beat with a bat, well, that's not my kid. I don't have a say in that. I don't know the kid. I don't know the kid. He's getting beat, killed with a bat, but I'm, I'm not going to... Like, that's the same level of logic. My mission is to go buy this scratch-off ticket. Exactly. This kid has no... This is of no concern to me. Not my problem. Imagine imagine uh, if, if everybody had that mentality. Yeah. Imagine if doctors had that mentality. Oh, well... You know, you need a heart surgery, but that's my not my heart, so I yeah. have no say in the matter. We, we, we gotta no, compile. but doc, please, my I'm dying. <laughs> no, but doc, please, <laughs> doc, please, it's not my concern. Or like, if we start compiling all these like amazing characters that have done amazing things in movies, but we change it to like them not critically thinking, like when Ethan Hawke in Training Day is it Ethan Hawke? No, yeah, yeah. yeah. In training day, he sees the girl getting raped. Yeah. And the, he's like, nope, not my problem. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of and here. And then Denzel's like, my nigga. Yes. Like, what? It's like, the whole, then at the end, he'd get his fucking head blown off because he wouldn't have yes. the girl's wallet that he saved. It's like, called karma. And then Denzel wins. Yeah. See, I think Denzel would like your version of the movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> and if you think about it, like in that, in that movie, Ethan Hawke's character was the good guy. He was the good guy. He was the guy who said, listen, I got to do the right thing. Yeah. It's the whole point of his character. No uterus, no opinion. Yeah, <laughs> nah. Bitch, you just mad because why? I, I, I can be a critical thinker. So no. so that's, but but see, the thing is, it's there. I see guys that have that opinion. See, see I can see a woman... Thinking that way, albeit illog illogical, that's like own group own group preference. But yeah. um, for a man to say, "Oh well, I don't have an opinion. I don't have well, dude, like, yeah, that. What do you mean? Like, that's that's a child, you know. So yeah. if that was your child, you're of the belief that she could just out it, and you don't have a say. But and this is where the fallacy and logic comes in. So what you're telling me is, this is their argument. What you're telling me is that the court can get involved. The court shouldn't get involved if you want to out the child. You want to kill it. But what you're telling me is the court can get involved if you decide to have that baby force me to pay child support for it. Well, that doesn't seem fair, does it? Like no. It's like, well... Either the courts can get involved all the way through or they shouldn't be able to get involved at all. Yeah, one yeah. or the other. So 
There, and there's a libertarian argument that can be made for abortion. Oh, I think you and I have made that argument yeah. plenty of times. And so, and and that's where you know you you make valid points. Like, but then w- even with the libertarian argument, it's you do you. Yeah. But my, I don't want my tax dollars going to it. Exactly, and not only that, Pay but accountability. Like, Pay- first of all, can we even agree that this person, this is a life? Because if a cell that we find, like, if, if like little cells that we find in the fucking in Mars. Is life considered life? Yeah. So, so the cells inside this woman's uterus are not like. Which one is it? What by like? Are we gonna go with the biological term or what? Well, that from what you see from the draft from from Alito, it seems like that logic, and it's crazy because like we've expressed that logic. So I guess we're on some Supreme Court justice shit. There, that logic is what you you find displayed in his opinion. Is that the reality is is that when Roe versus Wade was decided, there's really no cohesiveness in the thought process. So how could we? First off, there's nothing about this in the Constitution. But how can we even first? begin to try to interpret what the Constitution, what parts of this the Constitution would cover if there's not even a cohesiveness in terms of whether it's life, when it becomes life, is it life at conception, is it life at three weeks, is it life at a heartbeat? And it's very true. It's like, well, I think before we could even regulate any of this, we have to be in agreement, when is it life? Conception, birth, when you motherfuckers don't even got that together. So you're over here. You want us to look at a case and uphold the precedent of Roe versus Wade. But as we look at it and we look at the logic, you see that Roe versus Wade was a flawed precedent. And what was so great about it, because that's the other argument that people are using Oh, it's set law, though. It's set law. Bill Maher shut that shit down on real time the other day. That shit was so great. And he's a liberal. He's all for abortion. He even says, he's like, I'm for abortion. I want to make that clear. But to all the idiots out there that are saying that Roe versus Wade is set law, so was Plessy versus Ferguson, which was segregation. At one point, that was law. It yeah. was. It was. Illegal. Should we leave it that way? It was right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That was set law. Yeah. But no, we looked at it. We overturned it, and we we kept it moving. So that's where we're at with Roe versus Wade. So, yes, the libertarian argument is, do you? But I don't want my tax dollars going to it. That is very much though, not in line. With the majority of the the conservative right right now, yeah. they very much are on some protect life, protect children, protect babies, family. So much to the point where you even see inklings of conversations brewing on Twitter and different social media platforms about them starting to talk about the whole um uh fuck i forgot what the birth control uh oh plan b 
uh but and and uh and birth control but the supreme court case that that covered it i forgot what what it was called but uh they're even they're even starting to talk about that damn do you think that's a step too far what's your thoughts on that well i don't know exactly what the birth control like uh what that case was what so, was the so argument? essentially there there's the legislation was that birth control is could be used by anybody versus there was a time where it could only be used by married couples oh i see so, so it's so, like we've had our kids now we don't want no more kids versus what it's used for now which is like anybody married or not married be, before i say what i'm going to say i want to say this this is what happens when you fight fire with fire, right? So the left has gotten so extreme that the right is gonna be like, "Oh well, no, fuck that." Then we're gonna we we're gonna become a lot more traditional. We're gonna fight your extremeness with our traditionalism, and so uh, I don't agree with it because I feel like. When it comes to this th- this situation as an individual, it's it's about accountability. So again, I'll go with the libertarian argument. The libertarian argument is I should first of all be a responsible human being and hold myself accountable, right? And so if I work, if I if I make my money and if I and if I do whatever I do, I should have the right to be able to with my money buy what I need to be an accountable adult. Yeah. And so I no, I, I don't agree with that, but I can see why there are certain groups of people saying, nah, fuck that. We're wanting back to where it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, well, it, one side goes extreme, the other one is it, it's it's like a fucking what, what do they call pendulum. it? Yeah, pendulum. It is now swinging. The pendulum is swinging. The case that I'm talking about is Griswold versus Connecticut. Griswold versus Connecticut, 381 U.S. 479 was a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects the liberty of married couples to buy and use contraceptives without government restrictions. So I, I the way that I described it wasn't 100% correct. So Griswold versus Connecticut was essentially... No questions asked. If you want birth control, you have the right to be on it. No, no government uh, uh, restrictions. Because prior to that, it was like, okay, well, only for married couples, and only after you've had a certain amount of kids. It's kind of like almost how how they treat vasectomies now. Yeah, where they're like, you could get it if you want, but they ask you, have you had kids, this and that. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I've never had a vasectomy, but this, from what I hear from other men, yeah. this is what they've said. It's like, they say, do you have kids? Are you sure you don't want any more? This, that, and the third. That's sort of like how it was handled with married couples. Yeah. You guys had enough kids. You don't want any more, whatever the case. Then after the government got out of the way of that, it pretty much began, it became, became well, any woman could get on it. Yeah. I think there's much more of a bias when you're saying, oh, only married couples only, because now you're forcing people to go off of what your bias is. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, if a company creates a product, why are you getting in the way of that, first of all? And then when a person makes their own money, why are you getting in the way of that? 
They're 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 the own individual. It kind of goes with the whole uh, the the feminist talking point of my body, my choice, which is weird because for the jab, they don't feel so that, much. That was out the window. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, well, if we're gonna go with my body, my choice, you know, my money, my choice too, I guess. So my thing is, let's say you were in in Congress. You're we're both in the House of Representatives. You're one district. I'm another district, and the house is going to vote on this. You and I work city guys. We were raised in the city, mm -hmm. uh, born in the city, raised in the city. So our perception of sex, women on birth control is very different than the rural perception of women on birth control and stuff like that. We are of the, pers the perspective that these hoses out here and... Yeah, you don't want to be knocking these chicks up and this, yeah. that, and the third versus a more conservative rural area. It's like, well, more tradition-based, family-based, community-minded, all of that. And it gets presented. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, laws that could encumber Griswold versus Connecticut. So now... Maybe not every woman could get birth control. Maybe there's more steps, more stipulations. Yeah. What have you? How do you, how are you voting on that? Well, it depends on wh where I got voted in and who the people I'm serving. Because when you're like, let's say, if you run for Congress at a certain place, right? Mm -hmm. Who voted you in? Yeah, but you're let, serving them. Let's say you're not serving let, yourself. Let's say that's a good politician answer. That's <laughs> a very good. Yeah. But let's say it's 50. You don't really know. Oh, if it's 50 50, I'm definitely going to go with the libertarian argument. Like, uh, but like, you know, freedom, right? Yeah, freedom. Yeah, that, yeah, that's my. And that's where I differ very much from like the, the conservative Christian right wing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, man, like, let, let, let these hoes do what they're going to do. Like, <laughs> like I, yeah. this is not me saying that it's right. Yeah. This is just me saying that, like, I believe in freedom. Like, like you and I, when we did our, our Kevin Samuels Rest in Peace tribute, which for anybody that, that uh, is familiar with Kevin Samuels, he just recently passed away. And we put out a video on YouTube about it. You could check that out on the Hanging With Apes YouTube channel. But in that video... You and I, we talk about uh, Reagan implementing no-fault divorce. And that's the one thing out of all of the Christian conservatives that love Reagan, that's the one thing they kind of don't like about him. That's like the one blemish yeah. of his. It's like, oh, he, he, he no-fault divorce, no-fault divorce, no-fault divorce. And essentially, for people that don't know what no-fault divorce is, is a, prior to no-fault divorce... It was a lot harder to get divorced. Somebody had to be at fault. There was none of this, what you have now, irreconcilable differences. We just don't want to be together no more. It was more like, well, if you're married, it's for life. Unless this motherfucker is like threatening to kill you type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't just like, oh, I'm not in love and get out of marriage. So a lot of people, they're of the mindset that that played a role in the deterioration of the family unit, the wholesomeness of society, what have you. And maybe it did, yeah. but the mindset of that, I totally understand where Reagan would come from. It's like, well, this is about freedom. 
if the bitch don't want to be married, I don't think he said it in these words. Right? <laughs> or maybe he did. I don't know. I wasn't there. Like the, like, the, <laughs> like the Lincoln shirt that says drop beats, not bombs. Yeah. Not bombs. Yeah. But like you see, you hear like old 80s audio, leaked audio of Reagan be like, if the bitch don't want to be married. <laughs> <laughs> let a bitch be. Let a bitch be. Let that bitch breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Dash Reagan, 1980, 1988. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> right, like, or he says, "What's that line in in the in that the Pusha T record where he's like, uh, uh, um." Uh, let a brick nigga help you find your peace, or you can lay with him and at night and grind your teeth, like 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 you know. <laughs> that, that actually, what what Pusha doesn't say is that Reagan said that first. Yeah, yeah that was Reagan's <laughs> yeah. line. No, but Reagan's bar. But I understand the notion. It's like, listen, if what she does when she's free, because that's how you know like who a person is. When they have absolute freedom and absolute power. Yeah. When they have that, you know who the person is. It's like th- that that old what is a proverb, you you know you you could tell the, the character of person by how they treat the people yeah. that they don't need to treat well. If when you're given freedom and the door is right there and you can leave anytime, yeah. Well, if she leaves you're probably better off because that means that she didn't really love you. So like, what do you, so essentially you want her to stay like a be uh, against her will. Yeah. No, you don't want that. Like what man really wants that? You know, it's not real. I'd rather, I'd rather the woman leave too. Yeah. So I don't really have a problem with no fault divorce. In fact, like I'm an advocate of motherfuckers not getting married to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, that, but that's a different story for a different. And how much damage? could be done by forcing two people that don't want to be together to be together for the rest of their life. Exactly. Like, you're really damaging either the woman or you're damaging the man. Or both. Yeah. And, like, like just a multitude of different layers of damage. Mental damage, fucking real damage, like, physical damage. Like, like it could be bad. You're, you're hurting the kids, too. If they're, like, I don't know. I feel... I, I'm on. I'm on. I'm. I agree with you 100 percent when it comes to that. And and so, I asked that question to highlight to the listeners how we're not. We're no by no means shill to the to the right. We're 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 not we're not puppets. No, no, like we have. We're we're not we're not in the center. We definitely lean to the right, but I feel like we we're not the we're not the copy you're going to show to conservatives like the evangelicals that that's not we're not that either and so that there's arguments to be made i think everything we've covered so far i think the like the 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 right right people they probably be like i don't agree with that i don't agree and it's okay it's fine but what are we what are we debating here are we debating your this is this is a free country. This is a republic, and right. it's a state by state thing. Because just like I stood with you, motherfuckers, on the jab shit is not cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stand with these hoes that like they <laughs> should be able to have birth control. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, so it's it's it's. I'm with the hoes on this one. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> that would be that would be my campaign. Right. I'm with the hoes on, on this, this one. <laughs> you, you have a that face that's like looking into the sky. It's like light beaming out and the American flag in the back. <laughs> Congressman McCoy, he's with the hoes on this one. <laughs> Stupid. Damn, man, you really do have a bright future ahead of you. <laughs> And, and and so uh, another thing before we get into the the, the cultural conversation, even though we're, we we kind of touched on it a little bit uh, uh, as far as abortion and Roe versus Wade and and what have you, um, I think a a a little bit of the meltdown from the left, it's it's a little out of proportion because. Roe versus Wade being overturned, and for people that don't know, this is not like banning abortion across the nation. No, what not. this is doing is do is putting it back into like a republic setting where every state can handle it how they see fit. Yes. And to be honest, there were a lot of states that were doing that already anyway. Like there were a lot of states, even though with Roe versus Wade in place. It was federal where every state to a certain degree had to allow abortion. Yeah. But there were some places where like if you didn't get that shit in like the first two weeks. It was over with. Which a lot of women don't even know they're pregnant within the first two weeks. Yep. So it's not like it's going to change that much. There's some states like New York that damn near the baby could be born. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think the baby when when Cuomo was governor, he signed the law that the baby could be born and they could out it right then and there. Yeah. And I guess that was like a a big thing for the pharmaceutical companies. They rock with that that demonic ass shit because I guess like baby parts at, at that age are very valuable. Damn. Because Jesus. it's like to study and, and shit like that. Some Dr. Frankenstein shit. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, they probably lined his pockets or whatever the case. So, so yeah. But then there's other places where it's like, you could have it, but the doctor has to like, like you got to watch like a video for an hour about abortion. And so it's like, it's kind of like, they call it like guilt tripping. Like, oh, well, this is how a mother feels with her baby or whatever. And so, while I would take the libertarian route um, when it comes to birth control and stuff like that, and if the state that I'm in, the district I'm in, it allowed abortion already, one suggestion that I would make is, and I don't know, I I imagine you would agree with this suggestion, but I I would like to know your take on it because I've never expressed it to you before. Uh, One suggestion that I would make is when women go in for the abortion, I would want... Do you remember Jim Ross from WWE? (laughs) (laughs) I would want want a voiceover of him as before they get the abortion saying, Oh, God, don't do it! (laughs) That's a slobber knocker! (laughs) So so what I'm going to do is, like, I'm going to set it up where, where, you know, like, this is the abortion office... A lady, la- lady comes in and yeah. she's free to get her abortion as long as she pays for it. Yeah. It's not like through tax dollars or whatever. But the doctor is obligated to have this shit playing in the background. Oh, 
<laughs> and they'll never get abortion after that. <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> no, don't do it. Boom. They walk out. I was thinking, like for for this segment, I was like, I was like, what what would be what would be funny? And and so, like Jim Ross, like I've always had this thing where like southern ass guy like, like i i always thought he was like one of the greatest commentators ever yes because just like how over the top he was and then i've always kind of imagined like certain moments in my life like yeah, i wish he could have been there like narrating that shit <laughs> <laughs> like on some morgan freeman shit <laughs> yeah, but instead jim ross and so I was like, oh, well, I wonder, like, what Jim Ross would think of these hoes getting these abortions. <laughs> What's his take on abortion? No. no, don't do it. No, don't do it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, so a question that I wanted to ask, uh, and then we're going to start getting into the meat and potatoes of, of the cultural ramifications of abortions and or opposing abortion You know we're guys. Our friends are guys. So like, I, I I know I don't know much about it. I get, and I wanted to ask you like, from what you know of certain women, women you've talked to, women that you asked, do you know of abortions being that common? Are they do they happen that often? Uh the women that I've talked to, not that I know of, no. I, I mean, I would say no, because the way they make it seem is like the way they talk about Roe v. Wade. It's like women are in line getting an abortion every week. Right. The, exactly. Like, Dang, what the fuck is this? I I could see that being a situation that happens. And I could probably even say like I could see that in a situation in a low income setting because like there might be more of an ignorance to 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 like. Using condoms and, and and resources, I could see that. But like, is that like something that's just prevalent everywhere? Just people having abortions every like. Even even if you went full, just no protection, uh, pullout method. Have you heard of it? Like, there's so many things yeah. that, that 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 can stop Plan B, birth control, condoms for men and women. Now they actually have. Birth control for men. I don't know if you heard about that. No. I haven't. I haven't. I, I know they're like in their test trials right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like some shit that men take now that, they, that they're that they not going to be able to, to impregnate a girl. Or at least probably a high percentage chance that they won't be. Like, I don't know. I think I think uh, that that's not, I would venture to think that that's not a super common thing. And based off of the women that I've talked to, the women that I know, it hasn't been like a topic of like, oh, hey, just got my fifth abortion. Right. Letting y'all know, you know, not that that would, <laughs> not, not that, that that's how that conversation would go. <laughs> but like, I feel, I feel that women, mostly their, their thing is like, well, no, if I don't want a kid I, with someone that would not be a suitable father and we had an oopsie, I would not want to have that baby. Now. That was a, that's perfect that you said that because I think that provides a good segue into the the cultural ramifications. So I saw on Twitter and uh, this comment, uh, this tweet got a lot of traction. This girl, conservative girl, she said on Twitter, "Don't have sex with anybody you don't want to have a baby with." 
that used to be the mindset back in the day. That yeah. used to be the mindset. In fact, you kind of see that like that was the time in which women vetted who they would have sex with because it was one of those things that it's like, well, pregnancy is real. Raising a kid is real. Finances, responsibility, all of that is real. So I'm not going to lay up with a dude that doesn't have all of that together. Fast forward, late 80s, 90s, early 2000s, 2010s. It's all willy-nilly. And now you see a lot more fatherless homes. A lot more... Ah, oh, my bad. My baby daddy's a deadbeat. It's like, well, but like, where was the vetting? Where was the vetting? Oh, was it that you didn't have to vet? Was it that birth control gave you so much of a window that you didn't have to vet? So you never developed a skill to vet. So then, when you did get pregnant, you were laying up with a dude that you never vetted him because you never had to. Yeah. Yeah, and and. Uh... It's 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 an important reminder that like decisions you make, you know, that that's it's important as a, as a as a human being like and this is far beyond abortion. This is like drinking and driving, you know, doing drugs, uh making bad decisions. Like all these things could change your life like this and it's the same thing with 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 having a, a an unwanted child or being pregnant and not wanting the kid is like well if you were to have the kid let's say you're in a state where where you have to have the kid or 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 else um how present is that father going to be you know what i mean cuz like for example like me if i had an oopsie I I have to step up because I made the mistake. So like whether I like you as an individual uh, and I'm talking about the girl like yeah it is what it is like we'll try to make it work. I would hope that the person could be an adult and we can co-parent. It's not an ideal situation, but how many men would do that? You know, for the kid like you have to have accountability for and, your decision. You're going to have to have that baby cuz if she's in my district trying to get an abortion, <laughs> Jim Ross is going to be in the background playing. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, but like it's all again, I go back to it's all about accountability like don't get pregnant. There's many there's many things that can stop that. Um is it a life or is it not? That argument, well, if, if it is a life, at least acknowledge that you are killing a life. Because that, that's an argument that we... that Where's the line? Where's the line? That shit is gray already. Let's be accountable, at least. If you choose to have the child, you have to be accountable for the child. Because like, there's an argument that's always made when I when I say, well, I don't really... I don't personally... Believe in that shit. I can see the the argument for it, and I could even see like, oh well, we have to abort this kid. There's plenty of of of, of uh, arguments that have been made for that, and if it's under your money, well, that's your decision. And even on the religious tip, like you make it right with God yourself. That's up to you. That's your individual problem. That's not my problem. Yeah, I shouldn't enforce my values on you if 
What if you don't? You're, what if you're not a Christian? So, but anyway, back when to the burning hell. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but back to the point, which is like, well, I mean, if I were to have a child, or or if a woman were to have a child, like, who is this man? Who is this man? <laughs> like, was he was because he, he was cute and made you laugh? Bitch, I don't pay the bills. Yeah, like, what are you doing? And so you have to. In a way, like, at least, at least, and this is for everybody, like, try to be around good people, decent people, you know, in general. And I think a lot a lot of, a lot of stuff now, we're on autopilot. Culturally, we are literally on autopilot. Yeah. Like, because what? We feel we're untouchable in many ways. I get an abortion. Let me write this fucking uh, uh, t- tweet about some stupid shit that I never even researched. Yeah. Let me take this vacation. No even accountability. Though, yeah. Let me take this vacation even though I got student loan debt and on vacation. Oh, wow. There's a Tesla. I'm going to buy that shit. YOLO. Yeah. Like, Pay my debts. Cancel student loan debt. Yeah. But like, well, accountability. Have you heard of it? Yes. And that's not something that, that's... Just for women, that that's not I, that's not an advice I would just give to a young lady, but a, a young man. Like, c- can we be accountable? You know, my dad told me in high school, "Hey, if you're gonna be around having sex, this is what a box of condom looks like. This is, you know, don't get a girl pregnant when you're young. You have a life that you have to live. Yeah. You have like these are talks you have to have with your children. Oh, but now that's another great cultural point you brought up." You're on a roll today. So I feel like, because my dad did the same thing. I've actually talked about it on the podcast before. Like once my parents saw that I was interested in girls and like actively pursuing that, my dad got me condoms. And like there was a little, there was a point of contention between him and my mom because it's like, on one hand, my mom, I think she was looking at it like, oh, you're 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 enabling the behavior. And my dad's like, no, nature's enabling. Like he's gonna do it regardless. Yeah. At least let it be safe. Let you know what I'm saying? And to this day, still no children. Yes. Um Same here. Shit. But dads, these are dads in big cities. These are dads with the big city mindset. My kid is in a big city, public school. Yeah. Public school bitches. <laughs> More than public school hoes is crazy. Yeah. But. Yes. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But, but, but there's a class of conservatives, Christian conservatives. No. You wait to marriage. No. And I think. I That's because you haven't lived in hell. Yeah. That's because you really, like, you've lived, just like we criticize the left and their little fucking college bubble, the right has that bubble when it comes to small town conservatives. Like, no, please, by all means, come live with me for for a year in the mean streets of Chicago so you can see what women are like. What men are like, right. the crime, Not all the women drugs. Are, are Sally Sue nah. that bakes you a pie and wears the nice little skirt 
and listens to Christian music. No. And that and doesn't know what topping a motherfucker off means. Yeah. Like that not you know what I'm saying? Come to the South Side bar and then leave an hour later with a girl who invited you. You didn't invite yourself. She invited you. It's like these are things that happen in the city. Yeah. One night stands. Have you heard of them? What is that? The good Lord doesn't talk about it in the book. <laughs> Well, no, that does happen. And the Lord does talk about it. Because who was Jesus hanging around with? Prostitutes. Yeah. So. Them hoes is getting paid. <laughs> yeah, like. And he was hanging with a prostitute. She yeah. gets paid to dome a motherfucker up. Like, yeah. this is Jesus hanging with the illest of the yeah. ill. <laughs> so it's like, the, like, the good Lord does talk about that shit. And so, are you going to be realistic about it or are you not? Like, because like, you live in fantasy land. And that's fine. Come to the city. Come see the shit that we see. Come see the shit that you're up against. And you start realizing, like, okay, all right. Yeah. I get it. That's why I totally rock with what they're doing with Roe versus Wade. Because, like you just said, that's fine for you. So... You live in a state, mainly rural state, that like abortion's not, you know, you don't want that. A hundred percent. Here in Illinois, Chicago is in Illinois. That's a big city. Cook County. These hoes yeah. want their abortion. Yeah. It is what it is. But there's, that there's a difference there. Yeah, there's a reason why hip hop, like, there's always been that argument bitches, hoes, all that shit. Like, oh, don't call, talk with. Bro, like, why do you think hip-hop talks about that? You don't know. Yeah. But if you know, you know. <laughs> like, it's like... That these bitches is old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, literally, Dr. Dre, like, uh, everybody. Like, when you've come from an urban society, you know. Like, this girl is not marriage material. That's what was so dope about... Did you, did you ever see that, uh, that uh, uh, breakfast, the Breakfast Club interview with Snoop? Where Charlemagne, and this is where Charlemagne gets on that like beta shit. I don't rock with that shit. Uh, uh, Angelie asks Snoop, in the age of Me Too and women's empowerment, do you ever look back on some of your lyrics and feel like feel like you were wrong about some of the things that you said? And then and then, God, Snoop Dogg was great for this. He's like, hell nah, man. Fuck them bitches. Like, he just go, he leans into it even harder. And then Charlamagne's, oh, come on, man. Don't say that. Don't say that. And then, you know, knock it off. Yeah. Knock it off. You know what it is? Is we had to go through the shit that Robert Pattinson had to go through when he goes up top in the movie The Lighthouse and looks at the light. Uh-huh. That was us. So when you know this shit, like, you know it. You know, like, you don't think God, you, like, honestly, like, you don't think God will be like, damn, she's a hoe. Yeah. Damn, this this is, a, that's a hoe, and then this is wife material. You're God. You made them both. Yeah. Like, you I, made I, them I, both. I, I think I found the clip. Let me see. Back at some of your old lyrics, given the climate of what's happening today with women's empowerment, and be like, damn, that was kind of fucked up that I said nope. that. No, hell no, that was me. I love every motherfucking man. Fuck them hoes. Man, stop, man. Don't say that. No, I'm just saying that's me. That's me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there, there's, there's levels to, to this shit, like, when it comes to survival. Like, we look at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> can't get over that video. <laughs> hey, man, don't say that stuff. 
Nah, nah bro. come on, Charlamagne. Like you're from that shit too, bro. Yeah. Like what are you on right now? Yeah, if, if I if I had a if I had a daughter, I'd do my best to try and instill good decision making. And, and and to understand you have to vet men, you have to be a young lady. And then you don't yeah. get put in that yes. bracket. You're a valuable person and this is how valuable people move forward, right? And then like in high school she's sucking a motherfucker off in his whip, like, well, that's a hoe. She's a hoe. My daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's my daughter, but hey, you know what? Wow, that's some whole shit. But hey, you know what? Like if she's a good person, like I could like her as my daughter, and like yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you do in your sexual life, that's you. But uh, you but think- also it's one of those things. Just know that there's a certain level of respect you're not gonna get. Exactly. And don't be bashing motherfuckers when they be like, "Oh, look at the way they they hate women because they say bitches and hoes." It's like, well, I mean, they exist. There's a reason that they say that, and it was your job. <laughs> To like not go that so, direction. <laughs> well, uh, a spade is a spade. Yeah, exactly. Last time I checked. So yeah, you have to be realistic. And in being realistic, I think that's a virtuous thing too. Like we talk about on the right about like, oh, well, we have to be good people. We have to be virtuous people. That's fine. That's cool. But what do we critique the left for when it comes to Twitter and thought and free speech? Let us argue. Let us be able to, like, have these conflicting ideologies. So w- when you say, oh, I don't I don't see the other side when it comes to, like, the, the, the nitty-gritty bad shit, well, then you're not being realistic exactly. in a way. And you have to look at yourself in the mirror as and, well. And, and to kind of cap off the, the cultural side of things and, and the episode, remember the argument in the documentary Freakonomics, that documentary makes the argument that one of the reasons that crime started to drop drastically from like the way that it was, you know, like in, in the, 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 the seventies and stuff in like urban areas was because once Roe versus Wade was legislation, it essentially made it where a whole generation of people, men mainly, because men are the main ones that perpetuate crime, were never born. So with Roe versus Wade potentially being reversed, obviously in a place like Chicago, abortions are still going to be like very accessible, New York, California. But in places in the South where the legislation is, or the legislature rather, is conservative and they have some rough cities and now those women in those rough cities in those ghettos can no longer have abortions does it occur to you do you does it want do you does it make you wonder if it could potentially propel those places that are already ghetto maybe crime riddled even more ghetto and crime riddled because now those women are going to be forced to have these kids yeah, because I think it, it creates a a circle, right? Of uh, that just keeps going round and round. And you don't get out of it, and so I could I could see that, and it's actually an interesting interesting thought when it comes to this stuff, like an, an observation that you must make of a society when something like this happens, because it's like, well, 
does this circle get bigger? Right. Does the ignorance become just like a big bubble of ignorance? Because I feel like when it comes to communities, we are at times, in, in every sense, like I feel every community, an individual is slightly a part of their environment. You, do you have to be a product of your, of your environment? No. But you will t- take of that environment what you will. Just like we said, we come from the city. We have a different outlook. In that regard, we are kind of a product of our environment because if we were raised in rural America, we probably think of, of the shit that we're saying is repulsive. Like, what are you talking about? But we're also very forward-thinking and we're also very analytical. So I would imagine, just like we did in this discussion at very least be able to see the perspective of yes. a city person, just like we're able to see the perspective of a rural a rural person. Like we're able yeah. to see, we're able to understand that like if there's places in America where the girl you go to high school with is the girl you marry and have kids with and like you're like with that girl your whole life. Yeah. Versus living in a place where that shit pretty much doesn't exist. Exactly. Like, yeah, so... Just like we're capable of it, I would imagine other people can be capable of it too. Like, see, that's the problem. And it could be it could be present in the left and the right, because the left definitely doesn't have it. They have no capability in being able to see where the right is coming from, like yeah. their perspective. The right, a little bit more so, but I think with this particular situation and a lot of the Christian conservative right when it comes to that. They're of the mindset right now, family, 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 community, this, that, and the third. And we were talking about it in pre-production. Well, there's shortfalls to that lifestyle too. Oh, yeah. Let's not like make it seem like, oh, family and community is all that. Because, I mean, we know people that are very like family orientated when it comes to their family and like... They're very blue pill. They're very blue pill. And like in a realm of of men being men doing what men got to do, they really can't contribute much to that conversation. I don't nope. think that's very good for society. No. I don't think it's good for society to be an automaton. Oh, go to work. Oh, come home. Watch TV. Wife and kids. Oh, go to work. Oh, come home. Retire in 30 years. Wife and kids watch TV, go to sleep, go to work, up, oh, come home, like retiring. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's that great either. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's a balance to it. Yeah. Um, if that's what you want, that's fine. But if that's not what you want, you know? Like right, you but, should... but are we talking about the greater good? Because that's my thing here. Yeah. If, if, if the conservatives are taking the argument that, oh, saving these children is for the greater good, yeah. the godly thing, right? Yeah. Because that's the thing. If your argument, what you just said is, if that's what you want, the, oh, come home, oh, go to work, that lifestyle, if that's what you want, your stance right there, that's the libertarian stance. Yeah. That's good for you. I'm on something different. Yes. But no, the Christian conservatives, when it comes to this issue... They're not taking that stance. They're taking the stance of what's the greater good. Yeah. So if we're going to go with the argument, the philosophy, the ideology of what's the greater good, well, the greater good isn't that routine shit either. No, no, you it's know not. What I'm saying? That's not. not the greater good either. No, it's not. So let's have just like we need cohesiveness in 
when does life begin in that argument we also need cohesiveness in well what's the greater good yeah. because the shit that andrew tate is on that i retweeted that none of the conservatives that following me on twitter retweeted or liked or had anything to say about it like a motherfucker shouldn't be at home all day changing diapers and listening to his wife saying that he can't hang out with the guys nobody has anything to say about that yeah well the motherfuckers in the Bible that like they hail and praise and all of that, those motherfuckers were not at home changing diapers. They were out in the fields. They were warriors. Yes. They were they were making moves. You know what I'm saying? So Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> exactly. So there there's a lot to consider. So you can't just take your argument and 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 apply it to your situation and oh that's the end of it. It works both ways. But on the other side of that coin, on the other side of that argument, you have the fallacy of the shit that Anna Kasparian is melting down about that I that I showed in that clip. Where she's like, what are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? Well, there's accountability also like you're you're talking. about. Yes. So what are you saying here? What are people going to do about their kids when they got to go to work? Okay, so... You got to go to work, don't have kids. If right. you have to work that much... Exactly. Don't have kids. Or who are you having kids with? Are you having kids with a motherfucker that don't have a job? Because... Or are you having kids with a guy that maybe could work and makes enough money where you don't have to worry about going to work? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's also that aspect. So it's about balance. And I yeah. think the libertarian approach is the balance. It's like... Like we just said, Tana Kasparian's argument. Well, who are you having kids with? This, that, and the third. That's the libertarian. Choice, choice, choice. But also, to the conservative argument, oh, the greater good, save the children, this, that, and that. But yeah, but being home all day, watching Netflix, and oh, you have a house full of kids, doesn't mean that you're 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 making the world a better place no. either. You're just living your, your life, <laughs> and that's it. Well... I think we're good there. That's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. If you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, donate an amount of your choosing. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. Follow us at Hanging With Apes on Twitter. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.